the word, worship, and the work of the Lord. This is the lifestyle of really every true Christian. Excuse me. We, um, We must go to the secret place. First thing, God is first. The, the first tenth belongs to the Lord. The first fruits of our life uh, belong to the Lord. And really, when we present ourselves, we give our heart to the Lord. The first element of our being is our heart, our spirit. It's to belong to the Lord. When you put God first, not just in your heart, Not just one isolated incident where you came to Jesus and went forward in an altar call or like I did at McDonald's, received Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, knowing this was a beginning of a beautiful relationship and a new faith adventure. It's on a daily basis. Now, you might have to finesse it due to your job juggling responsibilities, you know, it's biblical to work. You don't work, you don't eat. You might have an early job where you get up and you hit the floor running and maybe it's, it's in the afternoon when you, you get done early. Usually early jobs end around 2, 33 o'clock and you, you can sneak away to a, a, a quiet place and be alone with the Lord and feed your spirit. But still, the priority is the Lord. Really, it's all day, every day, sneaking away to get a scripture, sneaking away to to acknowledge the knowledge of the Lord in all your ways, and so he directs your path. Yeah, of course, the uh, slave or even, you know, I don't consider employment slavery, Don't, don't confuse the two. But employment is a type of dynamic where you have a boss and they're managing and they're, they're telling you your day. They're giving you your schedule. This is where you will work. This is what you will do. And you do it. However, therefore, you are the Lord's freed man, as the Bible puts it. However, when you are self-employed, you are no longer the Lord's freed man. You are the Lord's bond slave. And it is paramount that you come before the Lord, present yourself, ask him, feed your spirit, ask him what, what, what for your daily bread, spiritually. What's the lesson of the day today? Read through that chapter of the day, if that's your, your discipline. And I do it, the way I do it is I will structure my prayer life, my personal prayer closet with broad brushstrokes of the Lord's Prayer. Hallowed be thy name. I honor him first and foremost. He is hallowed. He is holy and blameless in love because he is love and he's holy and he is holy and he is blameless. There is nothing that he's done that has wronged me. There's nothing that he's done that was a mistake. And so when you honor him as who he is, 
it sets the tone of your prayer closet. It sets the tone of, of uh, it recalibrates your spirit and your mind, really. It renews your mind to who he is, what he is, his nature, his infinite wisdom. And by the way, it says in James, he gives wisdom to all who ask without reproach. In other words, he's not going to belittle you for asking for wisdom. He's going to say, well, you know, don't you know? You stupid. No, he's not going to do that. He gives liberally. As freely as you receive, freely give. And you go into the next day. What's it? How's it go? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy, in other words, thy rule, thy way of being and doing come, at least in me and every area that I have authority over. Thy kingdom come. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. His kingdom is full of joy and laughter. The world sells a, a, a lie of, of joy and personal fulfillment, and it doesn't exist apart from the living God. So, hallowed our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. What's the next one? Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. You could even say in the physical realm as it is in the spirit realm. But well, not everything happens in the spirit realm that's God's will. Because we do wrestle with principalities, powers, and rulers in high places. So, in heaven, in his kingdom, the heaven behind the universe that we see today, that heaven, his will is done. There's no murder, there's no lie, there's no deception, there's no shadow of turning with the Father. And everybody cooperates with him. There's no wrongdoing or backstabbing. So we call that into our life by faith. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. It's not just a request. It's a, it's a faith declaration within ourselves and within our lives, especially the areas that we have legitimate biblical authority over. Give us this day our daily bread. That is a physical request. And that is a spiritual request. You see, in Christ Jesus, if you're not growing, you're backsliding. Maybe not overtly. Maybe you're not going out and doing some you know, lewd things or licentious things. But you are not progressive in Christ Jesus. I'm not talking about the political terminology. I'm talking about the actual word in the dictionary. Growing, evolving, developing into Christ-likeness. As many as received him has the power to become a son of God. In other words, has the power to become 
like Jesus. With his love and truth and authority and power. You now have the power to become it, not just in position, because that's a gift, the free gift of righteousness, but it's also the, 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 the grace to actually have an application in our life. Give us this day our daily bread. It's always for more, it's always for better, and it's always for growth. And you put your hand to the plow and you don't look back and you keep your eyes on Jesus. And you're walking on water with him. So, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And here comes the, the, the deal breaker. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. That is a face statement. It's not an emotional statement. This is where a lot of people fall short because they've been wrong. They've been hurt. Some of it's been legitimate and some of it is imaginary. It's really a tough deal when you're dealing with parenting and pastoring and, and leadership to uh, deal with false offenses, imaginary offenses. But God has specifically made this a deal breaker. If you don't forgive, you're not going to be forgiven. And I don't think it's an issue where God is holding a grudge and he can't. No. He has the love and the light and the authority to choose to forgive. In fact, 1 John 1, 9 really spells it out for us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why is he faithful and just to do that? Because of what Jesus did for us. He balanced the scales in our favor with a just God who has no shadow of turning. It's not an an ability and an enabling to sin. It is empowerment to not sin. And when we do, there's mercy. There's grace because the blood covers us and takes it away. It's not just covered like blotted out. You ever did a little uh, um, white owl and you, you covered something and and, you, and it's, it started to flake off and you could see what's still underneath there? No, it actually cleansed it away. Washed, washed it away. Our, our robe in the spirit realm is white as snow. That's the free gift of, of, of righteousness received by faith. However, here it comes. Here, herein lies the rub. Forgiveness. We have to forgive our enemies. We have to forgive those who wronged us, our debtors. And fear, pride, and hypercritical, hypocritical bitterness will keep you from doing that because they wronged you, they lied about you, they disrespected you, they, they, 
they hurt you physically, emotionally, reputation-wise, financially. They caused you pain and suffering, and bless God, you want justice. It was wrong, and yes, it was wrong. And maybe it was real, or maybe it was imagined. Never put, never, never have joyful, confident, confident expectation in anybody but the Lord Jesus Christ. And in, if there is anybody who's godly and Christ-like, that let them surprise you of their goodness, and then you won't have that let down. Because the hope deferred makes the heart sick. So keep your hope in the Lord only, and therefore your heart will not be sick. Why? Because you believe with your heart. And out of the heart comes the issues of life. So guard your heart with all diligence. And forgive. Forgive the schmuck who hurts you. Forgive the person who wronged you. Forgive the person who, who hurt you and caused you much pain. And spend copious times alone with the Lord declaring, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. By faith. Not, not, it's, it's, a, it's face authority. There's an authority we have in Jesus, the authority of the believer. And I declare and decree that I have forgiven this person. And watch the Holy Spirit heal you. I'm not saying you're rejoicing every time you think about it. You just say, I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. The Lord will compensate me for forgiving this person. Especially if it's a brother or sister in the Lord. Especially because God's grace is working on that other person. And we, we have to think of that that way. Jesus also died for them as much as he died for us. And therefore, it would be a slap in Jesus' face to not forgive that person. To, get, to afford them by your faith and forgiveness the opportunity to receive the grace to repent and to move on. And be restored. You know, the, you know, being nice to people who are ignorant to you, dropping hot coals on their head is not punishment. It's not belittlement. It's purging the evil that they're doing with your kindness and graciousness to them, being gracefully wise with them, instead of I want to, I want them punished, I want them uh, fired, I want them removed, I want them to be exposed and embarrassed. See, see, just even just using those as an example feels my gut's going. Oh no, you're 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 you don't know what spirit you're of. Or those who don't don't understand. So our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in the earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And pinning which translation you look, and you look at the original and what was in the early, from here on out, it's, it's for thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Which is accurate. You want to acknowledge the Lord. Wait, wait, I skipped something. Deliver us. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one. 
Now, as a believer, that happened the moment you accepted Christ. You don't have to have those addictions. You don't have to have fleshly carnal desires to rule you and control you. You don't have to have the rudimentary rules of this fallen world of sin, sickness, and poverty to control. So he, he did that. Why would you pray it in Christ Jesus still? Because we live in a fallen world. See, we, we, we embrace the, the, the granddaddy principle of the laws of sowing and reaping. As long as there's seed time and harvest, as long as there's an earth, there will be the, the laws of sowing and reaping. And a lot of people think, well, hey, this bad thing happened. Well, he must have sowed it. You'll see that in, in church Christian circles. Well, they must have sowed it. Well, that's, it's a possibility. But there's not, there's another principle in play as well. Concerning Cain and Abel, what did Abel sow to deserve to be murdered by his, by his brother? Are you saying he sowed something to, to, to reap that? I don't think he did. There is a principle of righteousness clashing with wickedness. And you didn't sow that persecution. You didn't sow that defamation of character. You didn't sow those lies to that person. But you are reaping it. Well, that's the wrong wording. You're not reaping it because you didn't sow it. So what, what is it? It's persecution for the word's sake. When you are living right, and I ain't talking about preachers who preach and they're on TV and, and they, get back, they get persecuted for what they preach and teach and, and, and uh, they, the, the news and another uh, uh, antichrist spirit is trying to defame them and discredit them. I'm not even talking about, I'm just talking about the average lay person who's going to work, who doesn't lie, cheat, steal, mooch, or manipulate, or commit immoralities, and they're just living righteous. And minding their own business. And that's what Abel was doing. And prospering. There are people, and they, they claim Christianity, but I come to work and I'm happy. I'm joyful. I'm greeting people. It's good to see you, Mr. So-and-so. It's hey, good afternoon, Mrs. So-and-so. And I look over and there are people and they claim Christianity and they got the sours, facial expression, bitterness. <laughs> and I'm like, are you saved? Are we reading the same Bible? And they resent that out of me. Because the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Even in the midst of a trial in your body or finances or emotionally in relationships, it's still righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. And there are people who love the darkness rather than the light. And they love their bitterness and their, their ill feelings better than, than joy. Because they, they chose not to receive the joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Of course, that's the lie of the devil, right? 
Let's attack their joy and therefore they won't be strong. Let's attack their what they're feeding on, meditating on, give us this day our daily bread, which is something you need to be feeding on and meditating on daily. Ain't no malnourishment in Christ Jesus for those who are walking in faith, who who honor God first and put Him first and feed their spirits. So when they go, when they operate throughout their day, they're not going out there mentally altered, but they're going out there strong in the Lord and the power of His might, with the joy of the Lord, the full armor of the Lord. And once again, you know, some of us have different schedules. It might be, it might be the, the end of your work day, but that 24-hour period, you are completely filled and thriving from your spirit with forgiveness and love and light and sharing the bread that you got, received that day, that revelation of the, that you received that day. So, so therefore, that's why we pray, you know, deliver us from evil. Some translations say deliver us from the evil one. Same thing, really. And lead us not into temptation. Because we know there ain't no such thing as, as jockeying it for Jesus. We all know this. If anybody's been in, in Christ more than a, you know, half a decade, you are going to realize I can't be a jock in Jesus. I'm not talking about being sports. I'm talking about the, the I'm going to muscle and sh- muscle through this. No, because there's always muscle failure. And then what does the Bible say? It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. So we, we understand we need to be operating by the spirit of God. Even very practical stuff throughout our day, doing our chores, cleaning up. We, we apply our faith to do it. We do it heartily unto the Lord. And it makes a practical act into a super practical act. And, in, and, in, and as well as by the grace of God, it ushers in supernatural Supernaturally, your items, your, your appliances last twice as long. Your clothes last twice as long. Your vehicles last twice as long. Maybe you're, you're ignorant about how the car works. You, you, you forgot to do, you, you know, you, you, you do 20,000 miles without changing the oil. And the, and the mechanic's like, I cannot believe this car's still running, but it's great. It's like, it's like you've, been do, you've been doing the maintenance properly. Why? Because we take our practical and we apply it by faith and we, it becomes super practical and even supernatural. Our lifestyle in, in faith in Jesus is naturally supernatural and supernaturally natural. Calm, cool, collected. Practical, safe. T's crossed, I's dotted. How does that work? Well, you got to be spiritual, so you have to have a messy house. You got to be spiritual, you have to have messy finances. You have to be spiritual. No, 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 
what they, they say in church, uh, so heavily minded you have no earthly good. Well, no, that's not biblical. That has nothing to do with, with, with being truly spiritual. That's being goofy. That's being, that's, that's walking in a head trip. And we're not called to be walking in a head trip, Christianity. Head trip Christianity ignores scriptures and, and, and builds doctrines on stuff that if you just looked at all the scriptures very practically, very naturally, in its context, would blow out a lot of doctrines that have got crept into the, to the body of Christ and mental attitudes that have even crept into uh, today's church. Like, how did that get in there? Well, they, they ignored this scripture, they ignored that scripture, they ignored, you know. So we, we pray, lead us not into temptation, because I know I, I, I'm not going into that. I'm not going there. Keep me from a situation where I might be tempted. I don't even want to be tempted. And don't just think sexually. You know, as a, as a young man, that's, what, that's the first thing you go to. <laughs> as you get older, you start realizing, eh, there's other temptations. Temptation to lie. You're in a, you're in a, a catch-22 where you're, you want to be a blessing and loving. You want to be a peacemaker. And then you're nailed. And then they ask you a question. There's a temptation to lie. I don't want to be in those situations where, where I'm tempted to lie. Or a friend puts you in a position where they want you to lie. Lead me not into temptation. And deliver me from evil. Deliver me from the evil one. In the day-to-day functionality, you have to feed your spirit to be led by the Holy Ghost so you can know, I'm not going to that grocery store. I'm not going to the mall today. I'm not going to the bank today. I'm just going to stay put or I'm just going to go to work and then come straight home. Or I'll swing by and grab something quick to eat and we'll go, we'll do it that way. Well, why, 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 why? And then you find out there was a shooting. Now that's extreme. I want to say it's extremely rare, but it's unfortunately getting more and more common. You don't want to be there when, when evil takes place. It could also be running to somebody who might say something and do something. And you're already depleted from the day. And the last thing you need to be is when you're exhausted to go into a situation you imagine running a marathon, and then at the end of the marathon, they make you fight Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson? You'd lose both, but, you know, at least you <laughs> maybe you can make it to the first round <laughs> by running around. You know, you just can't do that. So therefore, lead me not into temptation. Deliver me from evil, evil plans. You know, the Lord has, has unctioned me many times over the years to get a different job. Not knowing that so-and-so had plans of getting me fired through lies. See, I just avoided all that. I've been in situations where I missed it and I sat there and went, you know what, the Lord, you told me six months ago to go look for another job and get out of this situation and I wouldn't be sitting here being lied about by a, a, a jerk boss for some reason, probably because of persecution for righteousness' sake, 
jealousy from prosperity and joy. They got a root of bitterness that springs forth and defiles many. See, the Lord, the Lord is smart. <laughs> it sounds weird to say, but he's smart. He's going to, you know, lead us not into temptation. I'm humble enough to know that I don't want to go through stuff like that. I want to be walking in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And I'm willing to yield the argument. I'm willing to yield the lane to somebody. I'm willing to yield. You, you, oh, you go first, absolutely. Instead of strife-filled frustration, because, you know, we know that strife is the manifest presence of the devil. So lead us, deliver us from evil. Or the evil one. Well, what is that? Delivers from strife, conflict. We don't. We don't want to get down that down that path, and we can avoid it altogether. There's situations in my past where you know what? If I was obeying God and being at the place that I was supposed to be, I missed it over here. And if I wasn't, if I, I wouldn't even be here. This wouldn't even exist. All because I didn't take the time to listen to the still small voice and obey God. And therefore, you have a tragedy or a travesty defined as a sad story. And of course, regardless of which which you know, version of the Lord's Prayer, you've, uh, uh, there's, there's certain debates on later things being added, but really ending your prayer closet with praise and worship and glory to the Lord, that is something that you always want to do because you're, you're that righteousness and peace and joy and claiming the things that you need to claim. You want to end it with yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Basically, as we say, get glory to yourself, God, you get all the glory because it's always by your grace. It's not by mine. It's not by power. It's not by my great personality. You know, it's not my, by wit, it is by your spirit, and promotion comes from the Lord, and I give you all the glory for it. And then I pause, and I check my spirit, and I go, Lord, I'm going to speak to some things. I'm not, gonna pr- I'm not praying to the Lord. I am now with the Lord in the spirit, and I'm re- I call it faith command. I call things that are not as though they are. And I command angels to go. I bind the devil from my finances and I command the angels to go bring me those finances. Whatever need it is, physical, financial, friendship, relationship-wise, I take the authority that I know I have in Christ Jesus. So when I leave that prayer closet... I'm walking in authority. I'm walking in faith. I'm walking with the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. Doesn't mean I'm walking around going, you know, being goofy. You can be looking calm, cool, and collected and still have a lot of joy in your heart. You're hiding things in your heart. Oh, I got joy because I know the provision's on its way. The answer will come. Fruit will be born. 
I declare and decree the fire, the favor, the friendships, and the finances will be manifesting. And we're going to birth this ministry or we're going to do X, Y, Z. We're going to do this business. And we're going to be more independent from this world system and more divinely codependent upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Divinely led because we acknowledge the Lord in all our ways. We start bearing good fruit. The word starts bearing fruit in our life. And therefore, we can give him all the more of the glory. It's always for more. It's always for better. And it's always for growth. That doesn't feel fun because it's, it's character development. But it's always for more. It's always for better. It's always for growth because we have the power to become more and more like Jesus and less and less like this fallen world. I've spoken enough. Peace and love as you work out your own salvation. In Jesus' holy name, amen.